0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As part of our HBR Minute series, spotlighting thought-provoking HBR videos and their key takeaways, today I explore Keith Ferrazzi's 2014 HBR video, How to Build Trust on Your Virtual Teams. to the Human Capital Innovations podcast. Today, as part of our HBR Minute series, I'll be exploring Keith Ferrazzi's 2014 HBR video, How to Build Trust on Your Virtual Teams. Teams can't function well when coworkers don't trust one another. Building and maintaining trust in the traditional physical workplace is difficult enough, but the process is even tougher in a virtual environment. Today, we will be exploring this brief video some of the key takeaways, and I will share my thoughts. I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip.
1: We all know that teams can function when coworkers don't trust one another. And establishing trust in a traditional, physical working environment is difficult enough, but it's even tougher in a virtual environment when you have to work with people you've never met in person. My company has dug into the research and worked directly with dozens of large companies on how to build and maintain trust with employees on virtual teams. Here's what we've learned. First, make the most of swift trust. When groups first form, the prevailing feeling is that, hey, we're all in this boat together. Success will reflect well on everyone. Failure is going to hurt all of us. In this atmosphere of swift trust, people have little choice but to trust each other. One great way to take advantage of this swift trust Tout the competence of all the team members and ensure that you've set very clear goals that everyone understands from the very beginning in that early important stage. Taking
0: advantage of swift trust in the early forming stages of a new team is so vital and so important. Everyone is kind of assuming and taking for granted, perhaps, the idea that everyone is there for the same reasons, for, have share the same goals and have the same purpose. But that can quickly degrade if we're not reinforcing it right out of the gate. So early on, when a new team forms, you need to go through the process of communicating expectations for each other, helping each other understand how they're going to be held mutually accountable to each other, sharing their values and their priorities, and ultimately helping everyone to set team-related goals that will dictate how the team will function and the norms by which they will proceed with the various projects. As he mentioned, this is difficult in a physical workplace. It's particularly difficult in a virtual environment because you haven't necessarily met any of these people face to face. But it is possible, and he's going to talk a little bit more about how you can go about doing that with a few
1: basic tips. Over time, Swift Trust will definitely decay but it can help hold the team together until another type of bond develops. So what is that other bond? Interpersonal trust. This is something you have to proactively build. Don't take it for granted. Don't assume that people's work product will be enough to create that kind of interpersonal trust that really respects and cares. You need people to make those personal connections in order to go the extra mile for each other.
0: So how do you develop and maintain interpersonal trust, particularly within a virtual work environment. It's really important that you create opportunities for members of a virtual team to interact with each other, not just in work-based meetings, but also in more casual types of environments. You can have virtual happy hours. You can have just more organic check-ins where it's not necessarily a team meeting, but just an opportunity for people to pop in virtually like you would in an office space, uh, but do so over Zoom or whatever your virtual uh, medium is, it can be a very simple thing, but just having those moments where you can start to build some rapport with each other, you can start to lean on each other, and as you start to see the norms of the group playing out, you can start to build that trust as you see people being responsible and being accountable to the assignments that are given to them. And everyone can start to see that they continue to have their best interests of the team at heart, not just their individual contributions.
1: Next, communicate with predictability. Research has found that the globally distributed teams that lack trust tend to have unpredictable communication patterns, often with just one or two people accounting for the, for the lion's share of the communications. But in high-trust teams, communications were regular and predictable. The team members contributed more equally and were conscientious about letting everyone know when they were actually going to be unavailable. So no one was left wondering why somebody hadn't responded to a message.
0: Regular and predictable communication. It seems obvious, but it's so important. And especially when you're not together in a physical space where you can't just pop over and see how someone's doing and check in. You have to be more purposeful about it. You have to be more intentional about it. And as you have consistent communication, and everyone understands that's a shared norm and expectation amongst the team, you can sidestep a lot of potential problems and you can definitely build trust. When I see dysfunctional teams, whether it's in-person teams, almost always there is a breakdown in communication where some members of the team are bearing an unusual burden related to the team communications and then other team members start to resent the over-communication of certain team members. You just need to share and balance out the communications, meaning everyone needs to contribute. Everyone needs to openly communicate with each other. They need to make sure that everyone understands uh, where they're at, how they're accessible, what their expectations and norms are around their communications, both during and after work hours, and so forth. If you can just have that kind of predictability in your communications and regular cadence with your Employees with your team, even virtually, then it can solve a lot of the dysfunction and the problems that teams start to have, and you can establish and maintain stronger trust.
1: Fourth, share and rotate power. I know this sounds odd. In a traditional workplace, teams are usually led by one person, but in a virtual environment, a centralized power structure is actually less effective. A study of virtual teams. In a Fortune 500 IT company, found that on high-trust teams, power actually shifted among the members depending upon the stage of the project.
0: Sharing and rotating power within a team is very important. Now, again, this this may not be uh, the most obvious answer, and I think it runs counter to what most people think intuitively as how teams can run effectively. But I have worked with so many self-managed work teams where they share and rotate the power within the team and the roles and the responsibilities so that everyone has a turn at a different piece of the project to make sure that they have the, the main accountability for that piece and they can lead forward on that element. I've seen it over and over again when teams have that kind of shared responsibility and they rotate the power, the teams function better. When you have someone who's designated as the team lead, uh, unless they're an amazing leader, oftentimes dysfunction can arise. And this is particularly important within a virtual environment. The research is clear. The research shows that in a virtual environment, having rotations and sharing of power in those self-managed work teams in a virtual uh, space is going to have better outcomes.
1: Teams can't function without trust. And of course, we know that trust can be challenging to build without face-to-face interactions. But if you're managing a virtual team, don't just hope for the best. Make sure that you're proactive. Use the right practices and ensure that trust grows within that virtual team.
0: While trust formation, maintenance, and sustainability can be difficult in a virtual team, it is definitely possible. But managers have to put the right mechanisms in place and they have to have the right kind of dialogue with their virtual teams to set those expectations and to help everyone understand how to do this effectively. I've done a lot of research around the areas of interpersonal trust within the workspace, uh, within teams, and institutional trust and how the two connect with each other. The bottom line is that you as a leader you as a manager can do a lot to either undermine the interpersonal trust of the team or you can do a lot to provide a, a solid foundation and support for the formation uh, main the maintenance and the sustainability of that trust within that virtual team you set the tone you model the behavior and the norms and the expectations you hold people accountable and you need to encourage them to hold each other accountable, help them see how they can do it effectively, follow these simple practices and you can sidestep a lot of the common pitfalls, a lot of the challenges, and you'll have greater levels of productivity amongst your virtual teams and be able to accomplish some really great things. I hope you've enjoyed this HBR minute. It's been fun reviewing this short video and sharing some of my thoughts and ideas related to some of my own research and other research that's out there in relation to building and maintaining trust within a virtual team. And as always, I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week.